show wing. Uh, let's go here. Ron, Ron, Joe. Well, if I can freaking, freaking welcome back, dude. Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. I totally, I totally flaked on you last week. I didn't, well, I didn't flake. I had a good reason, you know, and no, I, you didn't flake. I, you didn't flake. I, uh, ah, go ahead. I was sorry that I couldn't make it, man. And, uh, but I'm going to make it up to, to you guys this time around. You owe everybody, you owe everybody apology, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Know, Joe. Man. I'm well, I'll, hey, I'll make up for it, man. I told you, I told yeah. you. Maybe, maybe uh, we lost all our, our, you know, viewers because of it. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, I, was, I just came over from Ginger Brothers over there. I was uh, listening to uh, Bryce Kelly over there, so that was cool. Oh, really? Podcast, cool. yeah. If you get a chance, listen, go over there, man. So right on, man. Uh, I think they were just finishing up, honestly, guys. So that's why we started ours a little later. I want—I didn't want to overlap right into them, so um, yeah, I never I, do that on purpose, anyways, though, guys. So, what's up, yeah. Corey? What's up, Tim? How you guys doing? So, what's up, guys. Uh, uh, we are finally going to uh, get into our rapid PDR repair thing. I think it, Joe, Joe, and I have really thought a lot about in this. What's up, Ricky? I appreciate Hello, Ricky. your uh, comments Scott. on there, dude. So, Scott, I'm training Scott's son right now. Um, Scott's in Hawaii, and his son is doing fantastic. Uh, Scott, you can you're gonna love his technique. He was live today, uh, showing his technique how he was doing today. So. Um, get a load of that if you haven't seen that Scott already. So he did a really good job on that today. Right on, right on. Todd, what's, what's up, going Todd? on? We are going to, um, you know, we're going to say what we're going to say. We got a lot going on here in this one, this rapid PDR repair. This is the one we wanted to do last week. Um, we've got, actually, I think it's kind of worked out even better, Joe, because now we've got more content to show. we got video clips. we got demonstrations. we got um you know, a lot of good, cool stuff. You even got a tech tip, that really cool tech tip that you have here that we have a video of. So uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy that. So please stick around. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else I was going to go through? And think that's that's about it. But it's going to have we're going to have a good flow here, guys. So I, I hope you guys are going to stick around for the whole thing. If not, come back and rewatch it. And uh, I'll put double podcast up starting tomorrow. Sorry, I didn't put the other one up um but anyways it, it is what it is dude so that's what happens in the busy business of pdr so joe yes, how's your week good oh man much better than last week i'll tell you that much dude i still got a, a <laughs> knot in my back from from last week from just from the tension you know so uh you know you do what you got to do i i'm you know briefly said i just uh i made a mistake i i, I cut a wire on a brand new x7 with my uh rod trying to pry against the, the body line on this door. But so I got a fix, man. I fixed the problem and uh, the customer was really, really understanding, really cool. But that's what I was doing when, uh, when all this happened. And uh, once again, I do apologize guys. I, but I'm going to make it up for uh, this time around because Mike and I are, we're going to talk about rapid repairs and uh you know what who what is a rapid repair who needs a rapid repair what's the purpose of it and does it fit in our program i think uh this is something that we all deal with um as far as you know the different different uh prospects coming you know to us to to serve their needs so um hopefully we figure some things out and uh, i can't wait to hear from you guys what uh how you guys deal with it so yeah um, and then if you'll if you'll hang out you know for a little bit longer we have a couple tech tips or, or one that uh, i hope you'll be able to use and take away with you 
um, as well as a few other ideas uh, for, for our, uh, our uh, industry for tools. So, uh, well, we'll Joe, talk. I know you, you came super prepared on here. Just guys give you us a little bit of, uh, of some ideas of what, like we came prepared some topics. What is rapid PDY repair? Any cheap repair considered, you know, we're going to go on. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we got a like list of, of what's cracking here. I think you guys, uh, some of you guys already offer this type of service. Maybe you guys do know what it is, but you don't know what it is. I mean, you know what I mean? Cold glue is, uh, is definitely a awesome technique to use, but it, where's the right time to use it and, and how you sell it? Um, how can you use it for your advantage and whatnot? Uh, we've got um, some tech tips to show you, or a tech tip from Joe. When do you want to do that? You want to do that we'll now? Do that, you want to do we'll do later? that at the end. Uh, before that, I wanted to, uh, I, I actually, uh, our friend uh, Christopher Ray sent me a new book called yeah, Show How Your is Work. that, dude? You told me, you told me I could have wrote that. What the heck is that? About? Yeah, dude, this is about what we do, man. It's about showing our, our craft and on online and, and uh, it's pretty cool. Thank you again, Christopher Ray. And uh, it, I read it and uh, it's very inspiring. Um, I, I actually did a book report. I hope you guys don't mind. So I'll just read that real quick. Um, once again, the, the book is called Show Your Work. And the author is Austin Cleon. And the premise is uh, basically show your work is a quick, fun and inspiring read where the author has basically created a pocket manual for transparently and unapologetically making ourselves, our brand, and our craft findable through social media by way of capturing hearts with our content, not just eyeballs. Okay. Um, it was published in 2014, but amazingly, everything in this book still holds true to this day when it comes to how we present ourselves and our work online. Uh, each chapter presents a different step or action for effectively becoming a documentarian of the work that we do. Uh, now, Mike, I had sent you a couple of uh, just kind of screenshots or pictures of, of the quotes in this book. There's lots of quotes that are pretty inspirational uh, regarding, you know, our, uh, you know, the way we, we show our, our work basically online, including one. Do you remember the one that I sent you a picture of by Walt oh, Disney? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't, I, I actually remember, we don't, we don't make movies to make money. We make money to make more movies. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. yeah that's, I, I think that's dope. I think that's super dope. I, uh, yeah, I honestly, I got into content long time ago, man. I just knew, I knew video was going to be oh, like there. I was, I think it's so awesome about that we can we can control our own future who sees our content how they want how they should see our content you know where we where you know we have our own tv channels you know it, you know we have so much access and we don't you know for the most part as entrepreneurs we don't take advantage of it a lot and right. before we get into that i mean speaking of that you know, i get super deep into all that stuff i mean that could be just a whole thing right here check it out go to go to you're interested. You want to grow your business like right now. You want to. This is one of the original ones right here. I focused on mega media event, guys. And if you haven't thought about coming or maybe you're thinking about coming, maybe you're on the edge and you just need some more inspiration. Check out the mega media event .com going on April 28th and 29th. We're also going to have Anson's open house. It's going to be held there. Please go. Please. It's going to be your best investment you've ever done for your company. 
guaranteed. I'm not going to go crazy. You go check it out. You go watch it. I don't like to shove things down your throat. Like you guys see how, how I like to do stuff and I'm sure you guys want to do it just that way too as well. So go check out the megamediaevent.com and get your ticket. There's um, even a payment plan there too, as well, if that's the way you want to roll. Okay. So going back to your topic of that book. So you think that's pretty dope then? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I highly recommend it. Uh, uh, once again, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's called show your work by Austin Cleon. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it basically applies and it, it's a good, uh, compliment, uh, to what you're talking about in the mega media event, by the way, because it, it, like I said, I told you that you could have written this book, dude, you know, you, and you were Christopher Ray too. So, yeah. um, it's, it's yeah. really good and it's inspiring. I mean, it, like, just to give you an example, like, like it, there's like some of the chapters, you know, like there's really cool stuff and step-by-step step on what you can do just to kind of reinforce that uh, mindset of, of really just being transparent with the work you do that you don't have to be a professional videographer, but rather just show, you know, parts, educate the public, what we always talk about, Mike, you know, well, it goes to that. It goes to that. No like and trust. Yeah, factor, right? exactly. Exactly. Right? If, they, yeah. if they know you, they're going to like you. If they like you, they're going to trust you. And then they can't trust you if they don't like you. And they can't like you if they don't know you. So, right. I mean, that is exactly how your business should be built. Right. You cannot do that being quiet. You cannot do that with just before and after photos. That's not good enough today. You know, yeah. And I'm, I'm not just saying, you know, before and after videos, but show you, put your, at least your profile face on there, dude, like before, after, why do you think I do it? Like, you know, service performed by one of my technicians or, or myself or something like that. Yeah. This is just this, this is the tip of the iceberg of stuff that we talk about too, as well in the mega media event. But, and, but if you want to get, that's a book to freaking watch and read right now. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Thanks, Christopher. I'm actually going to go get it, too. I just want to well, check it out, dude. So, actually, yeah. there is a at the end of it, it, it gives you some steps on on what to do next. And one of the steps is to send this book to to somebody, you know, to somebody that uh, you want to, to, you know, be inspired. And that's exactly what Christopher Ray did by sending it to me. And I'm going to send it to you now. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I think you'll like it, Mike. Right. On, I mean, there's man. even there's even an. Uh, a section where they, he talks about, um, let me see if we can see it here. Uh, he says, identify your fellow knuckleballers, right? He talks about, uh, you know, in baseball, you've got these oddball pitchers who can throw a knuckleball, right? And it's, there's such a unique group that, you know, con, uh, traditionally pitchers don't want to share their information on, on their tricks and tips on, on, you know, on pitching, but the knuckleballers, they're kind of like the ugly ducklings of, of baseball pitchers, you know. So so they they meet up, they have meetups and they 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 share information on throwing a better knuckleball, you know. So it, it's kind of cool. I mean, just stuff like that. And, and there's a lot of cool uh, quotes and stuff. So I do recommend getting it. Awesome, man. That's a good plug, dude. I actually I mean, that's a good we should like have a little. Man, that might should be a, a new segment on our podcast. Recommendations, right? Like something yeah. to help you, like just better yourself a little bit further, get stay motivated and all that good stuff, man. That's cool, Joe. Uh, thanks, Christopher Ray, for you know tuning that in to Joe and then sharing that with us, Joe. So, all right. Um, thanks. I appreciate that, uh, Scotto. 
uh, everyone should attend MME, uh, Megan Media Event. You should, you'll learn a whole new level of staying organized in business. Now, now Scott has been there a couple of times, dude. That dude knows his stuff. That dude's been in there for a long time. So thank you. Appreciate that, uh, Scott. Um, I'm assuming this is either Brandon or, or Andy. So no problem, man. You know, you know, I, I'll, I'll be there when I can, dude. So uh, good podcast, dude, is, by the way. That's the Ginger Bros podcast. So uh, it's Andy. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Freaking Facebook user. What's the world dent? What's the word dent bird? Uh, not sure who that one is, but I'm going to say maybe, maybe it's, uh, I, I know what I'm going to take a guess. Right? Kevin Bird? <laughs> uh, so, okay. Are we getting into this or what, dude? Oh, your, your mic went out. Your audio. Sorry. There you go. Uh, there you. you go. So uh, before we do, I just wanted to say um, it, to our listeners on uh, the podcast, the recorded version, where you get your iTunes or, or your, uh, your podcast, if you're an Apple user, don't forget uh, iTunes now has video uh, in case you didn't know. So when we talk about something visual, if we're talking about uh, video or, or tools or whatever, and we're showing it, be sure to, uh, you know, look at your your phone then same thing with droid if you're on droid um i think what is it podbean mike where you get your uh, podcast yeah yeah our podcast uh podbean yep um okay. but you guys yeah if you guys are not a you know, itunes user or uh, yeah iphone person you can go to podcast podbean and uh download the show there too as well um Listen, guys, we're here about giving you guys some awesome content. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, as usual. Rapid PDR repairs. I think some of you guys will agree with us. Most of you will have your own comments here. It's going to be a busy show. I know you guys are going to want to comment on some of the stuff, our takes that we have on the rapid PDR repair. So off the bat, Joe, I use it. I sell it every day. Not intended for trying to cheap, cheap the customer out. I don't know what kind of customer I have. I don't know what type of service they're looking for. I communicate mainly through text messaging. That is my game. That's how Dent Time is, is, is really built. That's its business model. Some of you have a different business model. You like to get on the phone. I know Paul Corden and his team is, gets on the phone savvy and does that stuff. Um, I think there's a, a different, we can get into all that aspects, but mainly we're going to stay focused on the rapid PR repair. So okay. you start it off, you break it off, Joe, how do you want to start yeah. this topic? Well, let's start by showing an, an example. I sent you a, a brief video of a story highlight on my Instagram. And if you want to cue that up, Mike, we can show what we mean by a rapid repair at its best, because I think, you know, I've, I'm kind of on the fence about doing rapid repairs. I don't advertise them. I don't uh, necessarily think they're a great part of my uh, program just because I'd rather do it the, the right way, you know, as good as it can be done to factory condition. Um, and quite mm -hmm. frankly, you know, I, I, I just I've done them where I wasn't happy or satisfied at the end. I ended up doing more work to try and get it closer to, to mm -hmm. the level that I wanted. Uh, and, and then I've done it to where I, you know, I felt like the, the client was not as happy with it either. So, um, but that being said, there are times where you get those poppers, man, it's rare, right? But sometimes they just pop out and then there's this little bit left. And I think, uh, that's when the customer can decide 
when uh, if they want to go the next level or not. So if you yeah. want to go ahead and show that video Let's of do the it. Audi A4. Here we go. Looks like first. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, well, honestly, I mean, yeah, dude, I'm salivating. Really and but really, what was keeping me from from being able to give you an estimate? It's moving a little bit, so. What do you think of that? <laughs> pretty cool, huh? Pretty good, no? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you happy? <laughs> okay, so here's how we're gonna do this. I'm gonna give I you a price. You this, one. this one bugs you. Okay, let's get this one. I'm gonna measure it out, and we're gonna get you a price for it right now. And then if these two little ways. So that was Ooh. the end. It was brief, you know, because it was just a story that I'd posted. But I'd remembered earlier when we talked, and I, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna get that one out. But he ended up deciding to go ahead and have me fix those little waves, you know, so <laughs> it ended up being a, a good, it wasn't really, it started out as a rapid repair, but, uh, it, you know, he ended up wanting to do the whole thing. So, um, you know, it, it worked out to my advantage, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, you know, I, he could have very well just left those little, those little indentations alone. And it would have been a, you know, they would have looked good to most people. Right. Yeah, so I mean, here here's my take on that too. I mean, um, I have so much to say on that video because it's I I me personally. Uh, you put that on you? Did you put that on your Instagram? Yeah, I well, I did like as a story only a couple years ago. Okay, okay, and so I, okay, I turned it into a highlight today so that I could forward it to you. So okay, but I don't know if I'm going to take it off or not. So. Well, here's here's my take on that, and so now I know people are like going, okay. And then Jack says that never happens, dude. <laughs> Very goes, rare, Jack. Dude, that never happens, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, I personally don't use a suction cup for my for my, and this is I know this is a couple years ago too, dude. So I I know I would probably still use the cold glue because I want them to know that it's you know I don't want my customer to think that oh I could have got a suction cup, you know what I mean? Um, and right. And, and, right. and did that i'm i'm that's just my take on that but i think um i think that's that's an interesting so let me finish let you finish your thoughts on this and and so and we'll go with what what you're thinking here okay so. okay no, first of all a facebook user i don't know if it's dave uh big dent dave he says i or somebody facebook user Shalott. says i've Shalott. seen some is it dave Shalott? i think it, so yeah so Either way, he says, I've seen someone slam those Audi doors and pop the dent, LOL. And you're right, because <laughs> that one right there could have, it kind of, it could have gone that way, I think, if he had slammed it hard enough. And then uh, RPM Dent Repair says, me personally, I would never let a customer see that. I don't mean that in a bad way, but that that how that's how customers, people start discrediting us and i get that i think that's john right john scotto, yeah, scotto. Yeah. i totally hear you there because i used to do the same thing john i used to avoid it and this is where the conflict where i found with even to this day where you know how we use the measuring system to measure out the dent right and uh and so that dent i mean i don't remember what the inches were but obviously i mean you're almost two feet of dent right there right so what would that have cost on the price guide you know and then I, so me by in effect me pulling that right out that goes out the window right 
So I can see where you're coming from. Plus, like you said, Mike, and then I think what John's also saying is it makes it look like what we do is easy for any, that anybody can do it. Right. It, yeah. it, it just, but again, like Jack said, how often does that happen? It never happens. It's very rare. It really is. And um, I mean, even with cold glue, you kind of have to work at it, you know, to do it. And I understand what you're saying about you never use a suction cup because you don't want to give that impression. But here's what I do. Um, what I do is I, I'll I will tell my customer, why don't you get a suction cup from Pet Boys and try pulling it out? Because, you know, we can use our voice, guys. We don't have to do everything through text. What I do is I just talk to them. I say, look, these could go one way or the other. It, most of the time, they don't just pop out. But this one looks like it might. You might save yourself a few bucks if you go get a suction cup and pull the thing out. And whatever's left, I'll fix it, you know, and we'll charge you accordingly. Uh, the other issue is, is that sometimes they don't pop out. Sometimes that ends up being there's metal trapped or the, the brace is pulled back a little bit. So it's holding tension. And a lot of times they don't pull out, pop out. So then we're, it's a, it becomes a, a day long project. It's more often than not the latter. So I have no problem showing the, the customers that, um, John. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everybody. That's what they're saying here. Everyone has their own takes on this. And you guys got to keep in mind, this wasn't recent. This is something that Joe did a couple years back. Um, obviously before we were even marketing it that way. Um, there's a lot of cool things. So, uh, here's Aaron. Now, Aaron, rapid. Uh, we we need to put our personal opinions aside. Sometimes we give the customer what they want. Sometimes they just want it better. Rapid. We're getting to that too as well. Budget usually comes into the customer decisions. Do what customers want. Take their money and make them happy. I just want happy customers. In the end, that's the most important thing. And that's a that's that's exactly really what this whole topic is. And Joe, you you're more of a you know, you, you and Aaron are pretty on the same, you guys are pretty much on the same page. You guys do things by the book. You, um, you have a lot of, you know, I think Aaron has options. I've taught Aaron uh, a few things here and there. Aaron's not afraid to freaking, you know, Hey, I'm going to do it right, but you're going to pay for it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, exactly. but I have options. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of, of describing it. I am very much by the book and it appears that Aaron is as well. And the other thing that Aaron, Aaron and I have in common here is that we both educate the customers. I know we all do, and, and that's who's on here. That's who our buddies are on, on this in the audience. We're really getting, we're breaking ground on educating the, the consumer. But in in my defense and in, in uh, Aaron's defense, we have videos actually showing really long, like, like just how labor intensive 95% of the time PDR can be. I, you know, so I kind of counter by showing that video of a popper. And I notice I put in the, in the little Instagram, uh, little, what do you call those things when you put the words on there and they're kind of flashing, uh, stickers, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it says these can go one way or the other. And even the title of the video is sometimes. So it, I feel like I can confidently post something like that. It does get attention. It does look, it is misleading uh, or it can be misleading or bait and switch or whatever. But here's the thing. I have a lot more videos that show just how difficult PDR is. Oh yeah, no, no that, doubt. 
that's truly what I want to communicate to the consumers is that 95% of the time or more, it's, it can be very difficult and very labor intensive. And, and, and so I think if you have that kind of, of material already on your website, in your social media to counterbalance, it's, you know, you can make those poppers and, and I know you've made them too, uh, Mike, you know, you I've, put video and, pop in and you get your, you get people telling you, you shouldn't show that to the, the customer. You know, I, I, listen, I, I, it's it, like, we can't. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to show my video clip and then we're going to talk about the way, why, why I market the other, it. Right. The other and, end, right. Yeah, the, the way it end, normally right? goes. Now this is it. I wouldn't, and I still wouldn't sell this as a rapid PDR repair because it's, 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 it's a no brainer that my customer wanted to go. He, I did this and I said, he goes, okay, let me see which option I want. Mike, you know, can I, can I come to the shop and we'll see what happens? And I was like, fine. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So he wanted, you know, we did, we did the pop option number one, which is called the rapid PDR repair. That's the term I use. Um, you have another one called what's your, what's your term, Joe? Express repair. I used to call it that when I was trying to get all the work, when uh -huh. I tr was trying to get those jobs, uh, yeah. I stopped, I stopped doing that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really offer rapid repairs unless it's to existing clients or if I just have a really good, you know, okay. uh, rapport with somebody, it's gotta be win-win. Right. That's what we talked right. about. So here we go. Here's mine. And, uh, you guys probably just saw it later today. I just posted this today, but again, this isn't the, this isn't my ideal rapid PR repair, but it it is part of it. So here we go. I can fix that. A lot of stuff there. Perfect. That's good. I like it. So, as you could tell, there it wasn't even close to you know perfect uh, when it was pulling it right. Um, we got it to to I don't know maybe fifty percent, but it was left with all the deep stuff. You really can't see too much of it right in this shot. But um, I would I gave them that option, and I don't ever promise anything. You know, it's always 50 to 80%. That's what I say. I give them that range. Um, you know, some customers, believe it or not, they're actually, some of them are really happy that they would get it better to that point. So, but let's talk about some of the, some of those things right there. You know what I mean? Like wh what is the, you know, what is, what's the candidates for that? Why would, when would you offer that, you know, in that situation? Right. So, that's, um, yeah. So, so we understand what a rapid repair is then, um, and and that started out as a rapid repair, right, Mike? Is that what you were saying? It did. By the way, guys, ladies and gentlemen, please hit the like button. It really helps our algorithm on the Facebook, please. So if you guys enjoying this topic here, please please like it, and um, it'll help us uh, just kind of get the wheels spinning on here, dude. So appreciate that, you guys. Thanks for watching too and tuning in. Um, didn't mean to cut you off, Joe. So. No, no, it's all good, man. I think you had mentioned that that started out as a rapid repair, but it quickly turned into a you know, you, you ended up, you know, putting all the bells and whistles into it to try and get it all straight. Right. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, you know, that, that look, I was training too. And I did listen to, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I don't generally do work when, when my students are, at least they're not at that caliber yet. And this customer kind of just kind of last minute, like, Hey, I want to do it. And they, they were in a tight situation. I really, I had the car for, for the vehicle for two days, but it would have took me probably a good, 
you know, pretty straight five hours to work on it, but I had it for two days working it off and on during my students. So, um, but yeah, then to be honest with you, what's up, Brandon? I would not, um, that's not a really, that's not a really good candidate for rapid PDR Mm -hmm. repair, but I just used it because it was pulling out some of the bulk for me, uh, to get it started. So, um, I don't, what, here's the thing, guys, what I use rapid PDR repair or the cold glue for is really what it, what it really helps. And a lot of you guys do know this already, but I use it a lot over traditional hot glue because it shocks the metal and it leaves it flat. It doesn't overstretch it, right? Hot glue will actually have a good chance of over pulling it if you don't have tension or slow pulling you don't have that control pull uh, there's a good chance you could actually over pull the metal and glue doesn't know how to let go cold glue does Um, so that's why i use it in a lot of my videos and it's nothing to do with anybody's like kiko or or cam auto it's not that i don't want to use any of their stuff I just feel like cold glue under knows when to let go without over jeopardizing, overstretching, and that tells me where I can I can uh, I I can push uh, from there on out. So that's why I use that. Sorry so, I'm over here. Are you good? Yeah, I forgot to turn on my uh, my fan, my cooling fan for under the the laptop, and it started yeah. heating up yeah. on me. So yeah, no problem. Uh, PDR beginner here. I love all the podcasts and videos. Sign up for Dent Trainer soon. Always looking forward to all you guys' content. Well, I appreciate it, Alex. Thanks for tuning in, man. Appreciate you guys uh, checking that out. Um, so, Joe, let's stay on topic here, right? Um, <laughs> go back here. So, uh, is there any cheap repair considered a rapid PDR repair? Any improvement repair considered a rapid repair? Um, did we already kind of talk that, or, or is that just- no? That's we're kind of trying to. Uh, clearly defined define what a rapid repair is you know is any cheap repair a rapid repair mike is any improvement repair considered a rapid repair i think the answer is no i think that uh, uh you know rapid repair as, as you coined the term um and i hope mr chris dale doesn't get offended that we're we're using his business name as a <laughs> as a, a, a way to describe a budget-friendly repair, but because uh, I know uh, Chris Dale is pretty badass, I've seen his motorcycle tanks uh, uh, videos. But uh, anyway, um, so I, I think it's important to clearly define what, what that rapid. Times we'll get an improvement repair that is it takes as much effort, just as your that truck bed that you showed, it takes as much effort as a full on all the bells and whistles, high level repair. Uh, and you still only get improvement on, you know, because it's, it's just the nature of that type of damage. So no, uh, an improvement repair wouldn't be necessarily considered a rapid repair, but a rapid repair would be considered an improvement repair. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I listen, I, I think it's about communication too, as well. I mean, if you're just saying, oh yeah, we can, pull this dent out 50 to 80% and you don't word it right. You don't have that communication down, either written down or word or on the phone with them explaining the circumstances and the opportunities to either make it better or, or or go the full nine yards on that. Um, You're, you're not going to win either way. They're not going to go for either one, (laughs) either one option because it doesn't sound, it doesn't make sense, right? It's got to make sense to them for, to get them, 
it might put in the heart the cart before the horse saying that it's an opportunity rapid pdr repair is an opportunity for you to have a chance to have a higher ticket am i not right yeah yeah i i think what we're uh what we're getting at is it's it's almost like a, a weapon in your arsenal to to keep the opportunity available to you because what we run into a lot and i'm sure a lot of our audience runs into is we get those people that just shoot you a text of a, of what looks like a popper cave in dent, right? Um, you know, and they're sending that to everybody or so we feel because they, what do they send Mike? They send just pictures and they say, how much they don't even put punctuation, man. I find that kind of offensive, but I mean, that's my own personal, <laughs> like they don't even put a question mark, just, but how much anyway, yeah. I'm, just, I'm kidding about that. But, um, anyway, I, I feel like, uh, you know, that person right there to me is is more than likely shopping for for the lowest price so if i go in there if i say okay a 20 inch dent like that is going to probably cost around x range what happens is i never hear from them again right That's and right. what what you do is you'll you'll put out there you you've sent me you showed me what your text uh, message shows and you give them two options which I think is brilliant. You give them the option of option A, which is, you know, the, you know, the full level PDR, high quality PDR repair or option B, which is going to be a rapid repair. And you go into explaining that I don't quite go. I don't send that. Uh, what I do is I I'll send them something just briefly saying, look, I need to see it to be able to give you an exact price. But a dent like that could potentially go one of two ways. If it's, you know, if it goes like that video that I showed, if it, if it doesn't, you know, require all day to fix or require several hours to fix and, and isn't as labor intensive, it could be around X or it may be it may go the other way and be very labor intensive, which is going to cost this much. But I'm, I mostly want to get them on the phone. I want to talk to them. I want to ask them questions. I want to understand what their need is before I'll ever even send a prize. Because hold on. I want to, I want to, hold on. I want to get like, I'm, I'm, I want to get in your mind because I look, I'm a tech. I'm also thinking as a customer, Joe, why is it so important that you, that why is it bug you so much that you can't give them that opportunity to go option number one? I'm just, I'm just, cause I'm, I'm asking as a, as a tech person and then, yeah. and then as a customer, it's a great why, question. Why, why, why don't you, what, what makes you, is there something that you feel like, like if they go option number one, that you feel like you're not giving the full, your business model? Is it, is that, that, is that what it is? I mean, I'm just trying to get I, in your head. A too. Great, it's a great question. And I'm glad you asked it. The reason is because a, I don't know if that person who just said how much and put pictures. I don't, I have no idea. There's no social cues in that brief amount of wording that says, I just want the cheapest price, or I want to know how much because I want to get this done really bad. And I, money is not an object. They're not saying either of that. Right. So, but I don't want to lose the opportunity by just throwing numbers out there, especially when I don't even, I, a picture is just simply not enough. It gives me an idea, but I, I just can't, I can't just throw out a number because if I do, here's the second reason why, why to answer your question, why I'm not willing to do that is because I just, my prices, whether we're talking, sorry, 
rapid repair price or my normal repair price is always going to be higher than my local competition. That is the reason why I don't like to put it out there because if they are just looking for the lowest or a low, a low price or the, the average PDR guy, that's what, let's face it out here in Southern California, the average dent guys, 90, I would say 95% of dent guys out here are essentially rapid repair specialists. They're not putting in all the effort and the time because why they're not, they don't have that kind of time to put in it. They're not incentivized because they want to get the job. They're afraid to lose the opportunity. And therefore, a quick popper dent like that, they're going to get it for whatever price, you know, or for their low price. And then their their price is always ultimately lower than mine, even my my yeah. discounted prices. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I know some of you, some of them agree with you. Some of them, like Big Ant says that, you know, I, I'm, he says that he, you know, he he feels like he's a perfectionist in a way that he'll just finish the job <laughs> regardless. I mean, that's a little over the top, but I mean, I probably wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm right there with you, Big Ant. Sometimes I just end up doing way more knocking down than I, than I, than I should just to just make it yeah. look a little bit more 20% better. But, you know, they're, they're, I hold my line though. You know what I mean? I, I give them. Yeah. You know, I give them a, a rapid PDR reprice. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I mean, my my rapid PDR reprices start at 195. They go to 250 if I know how good if it's gonna pull out really well. Um, the, but then the, the the price goes jumps up to 700, 1500 uh, to finish it off. I mean, it's yeah. there's a big gap. I mean, it's it, it's so so we're we're gonna get paid for our time either way. And but. You know, this it's not a, it's not a quickie like you know it was the ten dollars or is a fifty dollar poll or, or something like that. That's I'm not leaving that impression with the customer. I I'm making sure that they understand that. Look, what type I'm helping them under identify what type of customer they are. You know, yeah. are are you if you're a picky person I, and you want it done meticulously, then let's 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 make an appointment to either have it done at the shop or let's book it out. But you're gonna pay for it. You know, and right. and. That is my business model. I, I've thought I've been in your shoes too, Joe. I think the same way, but I also feel like I really am leaving money on the table uh, on that. And I am, yeah. I either, the truth is, is that, is that guy's going to get it. And, and it, we're walking a fine line, right? Because we don't yeah. know that's that type. We're always going to have, there's those type of customers and then there's your customers, right? right. So right. not your customer, right? So yep. Uh, this is a great, good topic. I mean, this is, you know, it's, you, and it's I, little, you and I have our little differences on that. So, Oh, yeah, of course. And and that's what's awesome about this is because I feel like, uh, you know, there's a conversation that you and I really had need needed to have anyway. And then, you know, our, our buddies here, you know, they're they're including their their take on it. And it's it's how we get down to the bottom of, of this, because I, I think, you know, in the in the spirit of of books, you know, we talked about the book earlier. Um, we're writing our own books, you know, we're writing our own, our program is our book and we take, we take material from here and there and we add these little systems to our program. And once we figure it out, we put the thought into it. It seems like we're overthinking it at first, but once we put that thought into it, it becomes habit and protocol. And it's just much easier to run our businesses that way, I think, as a result. So I'm, I'm yeah. happy to have this. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, and I agree with, you know, everyone here has got their take. Everyone, most of the people are chiming in here, actually, all of them so far is they, they've been around the block and they've done their, their their stuff. And we are all going through, we're all, shall I say, 
adjusting our business models as we go. And it, it, the business model keeps going, setting up higher standards and higher standards for ourselves and, and understanding that. But I, I feel like I've got the angle really well on my rapid Peter repairs. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I do between 500 to $1,000 first option number one a week, a week. And, and I'm probably spent my text probably spending probably maybe an hour total time of all of them together. So yeah, right. that's a, that's a pretty good chunk of change for right. that option. So, but, but again, it's my communication with customers, regardless if it's on the phone or through text messaging, which I'm going to say 75% of it is text messaging. I got it down. I feel like I've got it down really well. And, and so my, my communication with my customers and I, and I keep, you know, who I talk to as well with, along with you, I, Paul Corden, him and I, we, we, we get really knickknacky on our communication through, and he's starting to go the text messaging way because yeah. he knows that most customers are going that way, regardless, as much as he wants to get on the phone, just like you do. Yeah. Right. People are just text messaging. So, yeah, you know, it's. It's yeah, it, it's a challenge because it's it's a whole new curveball that gets thrown in at us, you know, with the text messages because, it, you know, let's face it, it's just really tough to to, you know, see the the social cues there, you know. But uh, these are all great questions. Jack asks, uh, have you ever walked through the rapid PDR price explanation and felt they were a perfectionist and wanted the improvement price yet high quality? Have you had to tell a person no for the improvement and not then give them that option? Yep. Yep. Sure have. Sure have. Yeah. Um, I make it, but the communication that was before Jack, that was before I was very communicative in the front, uh, up front where I wasn't clear enough or my technicians weren't trained to be clear enough about what was going on. Like my text messages are very clear my phone conversations are very clear. When we get there, we write it down on our invoices too as well. We make them sign the invoice, helping them understand. Now, look, probably yeah. most of this is going to be gone. We'll take this, but it, you're still going to have this and this. I'm not going to get into all the crazy communicative details because I do say I do do that training on Dent Trainer Media, but it's very it's very in detail in depth detail. Okay, to to help them train. But if you're not clear in communication, yes, you will get those type of customers. So you, you, you really got to set it down. And, and that's why it's important to document your repairs, ladies and gentlemen, of what a cold glue situation looks like. What is about a 50% repair of a cold glue situation? You don't have to publicly put it. You can put it on your phone, right? And then sell it later on to the customer and send it to them. You don't have to have it publicly posted, but um, but you can't have that stuff. So that's, that's another way, but good question, Jack. Yeah, for so sure. I'm going to go back to Scott. So why give the low brawler text a job when they can do the same amount of repair for the same amount of money? So, <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's another, you know, thing that uh, we all run into because, you know, while we're sitting here saying, you know, Hey, PDR can't cost as much as a body shop. And then, you know, and you give a quote that's accordingly, you know, a high level quote. And then, that same prospect goes across the town to, you know, to the cheap guy and got it done as a popper, you know, for who knows how low, you know, it makes us look unprofessional too, you know, so uh, or yeah. like gouging price gouging or something, but 
Um, Scott's got a good, interesting thing. He says he turns those claims into uh, rapid PDR repairs into claims. So that's pretty, yeah. that's, that's good too. I yeah, we, we're going to have to get into the thing where we still got to touch base about the claims thing, because, you know, I think a lot of people still have questions and we got to get Paul Corden on here and maybe we'll get, you know, yeah. special, maybe Scott will get on here. He, he does a lot yeah. of stuff on there on about a shop. Um, but everyone needs to share a little bit of their techniques of how they get in there. I mean, I was on, I was talking to Paul on um, Pete on his about his page, which is great, guys. If you can get in there, it's uh, what the heck is that? It's PDR pricing, right? It's called PDR pricing and guides. And but a lot of people just explain they just show how much they got for the repairs, but they don't show the process of how they got the, to that repair that process that that price. You know what I mean? Or how they got the customer journey from going from they thought it was going to be a customer pay to a claims. But I know that's a whole new topic. But that's that's yeah. something I would love to cover. Well, that's so. a good point. In in Yahia uh, Maka says, ask please explain about rapid claims. I think Yahia. I think what what Scott is or Scotto is, is, uh, describing is he, he will talk the customer into filing a claim. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, filing a claim with his insurance company, that way his out of pocket is simply his deductible, especially if he's got a low deductible, you know, uh, then it's, you know, it, it turns it into a win-win. And I think that's at the heart of this whole discussion is, you know, Mike, you and I talked about, uh, you know, and about the, 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 uh, PD, the rapid repairs, um, what was it we were talking about? The, the pitfalls to avoid. And part of those, a lot of, and we're, we'll get into those in a little bit, but those pitfalls, we can, they can be avoided if we just make sure we are, are in, we're taking win-win deals, not win-lose deals, not lose-win deals, not lose-lose deals. And what I mean by that, and if you, if you go back to the seven habits of the highly effective people book by Dr. Stephen Covey, he talks about you don't have to take every deal. You take the win-win deals. How do we get a win-win deal? By, by building rapport with our prospect, by asking questions, by listening. Seek first yeah. to understand and then to be understood. And you can explain what the diagnosis is. You, ex you can explain well, the solution to the problem. And at that point, it might mean a rapid repair or it might mean all the bells and whistles repair. I th see. I love everyone's. Uh, what's up, Dentless? What's up, Chris? What's up, Chris? Uh, listen to the beginning of the podcast too, if you get a chance. Um, gave some props on your book, man. You recommended, so thank you, uh, dude. What's up, Matt? How you doing, man? This is another uh, guy that's got his craft together, as far as like yeah. the being in the same mindset too, as well. Another just a, just a, just another guru in this business too. So um, Jack too as well, the up and coming. That's a good point, Mike, a process of improving to a claim and full repair process. You guys have a lot of topics that we can, we can talk about like text messaging estimates, all that stuff. Dude, you, you guys want to see that stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't going to keep preaching about it, but go to dent trainer, go to, excuse me, the mega media event.com sign up, man. You get, you're going to see all my formulas and stuff on how I do that, but we will bring up that stuff too. That is going to be a topic here on this program, but not tonight. So, um, geez, you guys are just, I, we can't keep going, Joe. So go ahead. I'll just it's keep going. It, I love it. Here. I love I love your feedback guys. Let's keep, let's keep it up. Um, so, uh, we, we already talked about, uh, you know, the win-win and understanding their needs. And that was the next bullet point, Mike, which is how good is good enough. You know, it's one thing if the client is satisfied, but are you, what are you putting your name on? 
Mm -hmm. You know, are, are we misrepresenting uh, PDR or, or our PDR service by by offering these these uh, rapid repairs, Mike? Do you think you know, we, we, you like, kind of, I mean, I, I probably didn't hear that right. Say that again. Repeat that question. OK. Are, are we misrepresenting our brand, especially those of us who really claim to be the high level quality of PDR by by give, you know, Let's just say by uh, by accommodating those needs to that low budget prospect who just wants it to be better. And let's say you pull it out and do a rapid repair and it's good enough for them. They're happy with it, but you're not happy with it because, you know, your customers would see that from across the street. You know, they'd see the end result. Are I feel like if you're not going to be happy about that, if you're if you're not going to be happy about that repair, then obviously I wouldn't charge him. But I mean, like, listen, I mean, it, yeah. At the end of the day, no, I don't feel I don't feel bad at all because I know my business model. I all right, I I give that opportunity to the customer to decide what type of client they are. I'm not deciding that for them. Um, okay. They they first of all they they were attracted by my marketing, by my present, by my advertising, however it is, my, right. my business model isn't changed, right? I'm not advertising, mm -hmm. hey, I offer cheap repairs, call me first. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I advertise. Yeah. However, they send me a photo of a big dent, but I don't know their mindset yet, right? I don't know what type of client they are. So that is why I give them two opportunities, two, two choice opportunities, and let them decide because we all know that 90% of that, you know, we spend 10% as the old saying goes, right? We spend 10% of our, excuse me, we spend 90% of our time on the last 10% of the repair, hmm. right? And that's one of my communication points when I sell the big job to the customer to help them understand that. So to answer your question, no, I don't feel, I, I don't feel that head, I don't let the head trash, at least in my business model, get in the way Okay. Uh, of a, a rapid PDR repair getting get in the way of my business model. No. Okay. Have you ever had uh, incidences where, you know, where that happened though, like where the client was happy, but y it still looked obvious? Uh, yeah, but I don't think I, I, I don't think I felt bad about it. No. Okay. No, I, yeah. Okay. Because we, it's business, man. Look, you know? it, it is business, but listen, we, we, the whole point is, is that, we, we're pretty clear. Like I said, Joe, we're pretty dang clear. Yeah. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to attempt it. Listen, if the repair looks like crap and it doesn't want to come out and it doesn't do anything, I don't mind freaking giving that like, like, Hey, you know what? It's on us. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it right. took us 10 minutes or five minutes to, to do what we did. Right. Yeah. That fact, once in a while I jump out of the car when I have my cold glue and I see somebody's car and I'll pop a dent out for them and get back in the car. I, I don't I don't show that, but I do that once in a while. But I mean, it's really? just a feel good thing, you know what I mean? But I'm, I I think Matt and I were all thinking about doing that one time. We're on our way to uh to you know meet with Shane, and we were thinking about this lady's car, and we were gonna do it, but we're all afraid because we thought we might pull the paint off the car. <laughs> there is so, that. Well, there is that. Me? You know, I used to be anti that too, guys. Just like uh somebody had said earlier, like I would never show that. And I never used to either, you know, because people would come to me with poppers and, 
And I was like, no, you're going to pay, you're going to pay me for my knowledge. You know, <laughs> it's like, cause being on a used car lot, for example, you get a lot of people doing that and I won't get into all that. But uh, anyway, uh, what about when they could go South? Like you mentioned, okay, what if we, we pop this lady's den out, you know, just for free for a feel good moment and, and the paint comes off, you know? So that, you know, that's extreme and that, seldom happens because usually we know what to look for but what about like when you were pulling on that bedside with cold glue mike i have found that sometimes these what looks like poppers and you pop them out sometimes we create more work for ourselves because it, it traps pressure within the panel and it actually ends up becoming more of a more of a problem does that does that happen to you guys much it's happened yeah it's happened uh it happens. I mean, that's that's the casualty of war, man. Like, I mean, that you're gonna have yeah. some cow. I mean, I remember pull like that was in the rain. It was kind of raining, like a day today, kind of right. But it wasn't like pouring, but it was raining enough. The guy pulls up in his car, Mercedes, nice, nice Mercedes, man. And uh, he goes, "Yeah, I have this den here, you know." And it, dude, it was just like yours, Joe. You just showed earlier, right? And I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah." You're looking at 195. You know, we can do that. And I think most of that's just gonna pull right out it's called the rapid pr repair if there's some ripples and stuff then you're probably looking about close to 500 i gotta pull it in and do it he's like yeah yeah i just want it just yeah that's perfect and i was like all right so i put it on there and i pulled it and it just freaking went right back in i was like that's odd man what the yeah. hell is going on yeah and so i put it on again and pulled it freaking big old bondo piece of bondo came right oh. off of it man perfectly round i mean it was so nice that i could i could i could actually put fit it back in like a puzzle <laughs> and and i had to paint the door oh i had to God. paint the door because yeah. it was i didn't check the paint right and obviously you know he could have lived with that didn't have to have it painted he could have lived with that so yeah. yeah that that was the last time that something's ever happened to me before and that was about three years ago so Okay, well, we'll get into that with the uh, pitfalls to avoid, which is just right, right down the road here. So, oops. Um, all right, so, so who's, who's needing a, a rapid repair, Mike? Like, what kind of prospect is a good candidate for rapid repair? You know, what's, what's the need there? Well, I think you said what we have a couple things right here. We have uh, returning a rental car, right? A returning the lease, selling the car, they're on a lower budget and they're not that picky. So yeah, that, I think that, I think that qualifies for, for all of them really. Uh, you know, maybe they borrowed someone's car. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I had going. a lady, uh, call, reach out to me from, uh, from Google and, uh, back in January. And this was one of the the rapid repair. This is what kind of inspired this whole conversation because I was not happy with the results. And honestly, I don't think she was either, to be honest. I mean, she was, I guess, but because let's, let me backtrack here. It was a rental, but it wasn't just any Hertz enterprise rental. It was a Uber rents, right? So that means there was an owner, a personal owner of the vehicle uh, and of that car. And it was a a hunk of junk there were dents all over it so and that's the only reason why i even did this rapid repair but um anyway they she had backed into it her daughter her granddaughter was renting it and uh, while it was in her possession uh my customer backed into it and she put a big 
just like that Audi, a big cave-in dent in the whole door of this like Kia Rio or something, right? But it this one actually did damage over the intrusion beam. And there was, uh, so the intrusion beam was kind of sticking out just a little bit and there was a crease underneath. I could have fixed it full full level repair. I, I quoted, I measured it out. I did it, the whole thing. I gave her the two options, like, like what we're talking about and measured out. It was, it came out to like 1700 and change. And obviously she didn't want to, to use that option because it was not her car. Obvious reasons, right? Um, I was already there. So, um, you know, I knew that the majority of that dent would pop out and that's precisely what she asked. Would you be able to get this part out, but just leave the bottom part alone? I was like, well, Yes, but you know, I was on the fence and I had to think quickly about it. And well, the choice was made. I, I made it and I decided to pop the thing out. And it took me 30 minutes, you know, to get it out and then do some some, you know, a little bit of uh work inside the window, you know, down the glass. And but that bottom portion was still there, you know, and and no, I was not happy with it. Now, you see, you if I take really a tool, either. if I take a tool to it, we're we're in the next tier. I that's I I'm not taking okay. I'm not taking one tool out. You're it's a popping. strictly rapid that's PR repair, cold glue repair. Right? It, and I'm serious. Cool. Okay. I'm serious. That's how I get them to go to the next tier because they're like, All well, right. yeah. What happens if you, you know, push a little bit? I was like, miss, this is where I was talking about. This is where the hard part comes because I'm gonna spend way, way more time on this part to get it to that part. That's why there's a big gap because now I have to pull my tools out. I have to take things apart. I have to spend more time. This part was gonna be this obvious part isn't gonna be obvious anymore, and this less obvious is gonna become the most obvious. It's just gonna be a vicious circle. So you know, which option? You know, I can we can go here or we can go to the next tier. I'm really strict on that. And my techs know that that's the way they're rolling. Um, they have a choice. So, you know, I'm not forcing them at all to, to make those choices either. You know what I mean? I'm that's why, cause I don't want to put myself in that predicament either. I don't want to yeah, have right. to keep doing this and explain to my customers about that. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty upfront. Yeah. And, and that's good. And that's why we're having this conversation because these are protocols that you can put in place. And, and so you're not having to, to be backpedaling, you know, all the time. So, okay. So, uh, you know, and if you guys have anything to add, as far as like, when you do these types of repairs, like, you know, who's, who's asking for them or where is it, where is this option a, a good option for you? Or is it even a good option at all? By all means, you know, let us know. Um, so that leads me into, uh, the next, uh, the next question. And this is kind of, edgy a little bit, but, you know, is, you know, we were talking about rapid repair being an option to present to those people reaching out to you via text or, or, uh, email. And you're not knowing if they're shopping for price and you don't want to lose them. You want to give them, you want to keep that opportunity, but you ultimately want to do the full level, uh, work for them in that repair. Is that, is it really a bait and switch, Mike? I mean, if, if it happens like that, if you bring them in under the, no, idea I mean, that's that kind of, a, that's kind of a crude way of putting it. I don't think I, that that's our intentions. I don't think that's anybody. Oh, I know intention. it's, I, I know it's not your intention, but when no. we really dissect it, it, is it? No, I, I think if you, like I said, if you're communicative about understand real clear about how you are going about it, um, absolutely not because you're like, 
I think it's all about intention, right? Like what, what you're doing. Is it an opportunity to, to do have a higher ticket? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because maybe the customer doesn't know that they're picky. Maybe they think that, that the, the, the first option is going to take out more than what they thought. Right. Right. But you know, that, that's not very often. I mean, the customers usually, if you, the more communicative you are and, and, and have examples, you know, when customers ask me, Hey, what's, what's a rapid PDR repair look like, you know, and I'll show them, I'll show them some examples and then they they might get back to me. They, and most of them make a, a, a decision right away. You got to keep in mind, 70% or 80% of my communications through text, but isn't an opportunity to upsell? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't you have an opportunity to do that? Right. Honestly, I do try it now. Listen, Joe, I, I, you know, you also got to keep in mind what kind of vehicle are you, you're, you selling this to as well. All right. So if you got a Mercedes Benz, or, you know, a Highline car, it, you know, one of those cars, you chances are you are trying to probably, you're trying to really ask them questions. Well, what's your expectations on this? This is a pretty new car. And then I start putting myself in their position and say, look, if this was my vehicle, I'd probably want this out all the way. You know, I, I couldn't live with a, you know, a big old dent in my challenger. That's, you know, that I just got, that's a year or two old. I mean, that's just not, you, you, and you have empathy with them and, and you're not just offering them something, right. You, you just, you're not just cold turkey saying, I got these two options. You, you're trying to get to know your customer and help them make a better decision. Yeah. That's going to be best for them too, as well. So I like to know the year maker model, obviously. And, and uh, you know, if it's a Toyota or a Prius or they're giving it to their kid and they just don't want them to look like they're driving a beater, um, then, then, then you have some options. But no, I don't think it's a bait and switch as long as you don't have that intention. Right. Okay. No, I, and I know you don't use it as a bait and switch and nor do I, and, um, and it shouldn't be used as that, but it is a tool, you know, like you've, you've, you know, you using your, your text that you send again, like I mentioned earlier, explaining the different, their different options. That's professional as heck, Mike, you know, that's, that really is. And you're giving them the two different options. Like I said, I, I don't use it. I refrain from using it. That may change, but mainly it's because I, I tend to lean towards doing the all bells and all the bells and whistles repairs. Uh, but I do offer these repairs for like, I, we all get those customers that they want our best work on their main car. And then they've got their kid's car that got bumped into and they don't need it that, that at that price, you know, they, they even tell you, you know, you, once you have that rapport built and that's like another Testament to the rapport that you build with your with your client or with your prospect, if they're not a client yet, is, is you get to know what their needs are. And that's ultimately, just like Aaron said earlier on, we are serving needs. So that's really a, a good compass to keep. Uh, I agree ahead. too. I'm, I agree with 100% what you said, Joe. Jared, I have to say, this is what pisses me off about the whole industry or whatever. So this is where everyone needs to do their own own work, man. They need to show pricing about what, what costs what. Obviously, that customer that you're talking about, Jared, or who told you is watching the wrong stuff. Actually, the person who's who they're watching is doing a much better job than we are. Or you know, not, not going at you, Jared, but people in general, that you obviously, and we all obviously need to focus on that, your city, and do videos about, you know, pricing 
convenience, right? The benefits, claim versus not claim. I mean, there's a lot of videos that you could create on facts, right? And I just don't think that we touch base enough. We, we, we're all, we, how do I, how I say it? We, it's all PDR ego videos out there, dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm the best. Well, dude, like, how much did it cost, man? Like, what'd you charge for that? Like, what, what's, 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 what kind of value is the is the client going to understand about your repair, not just how great you are? Um, so those are some of the things that I think about when I when I put videos out there. But, and that's including rapid PDR repairs as well. I mean, I don't honestly, Joe, I don't advertise rapid PDR repairs because I don't want the customer to think that's how PDR is done. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you guys see me do on TikTok videos and stuff like that, but it's not presented. I don't want it to be presented. That's that's the way it's done. Um, you know, it, it, my main thing is is you have to be more seen than your competition. That's just how it goes. I mean, that's that's the way it, it is. Well, it's like like the book that Chris recommended that we, that we talked about earlier. Um, you know, we, we just have to be transparent about it. I'll tell you something. This is kind of controversial too. And, and, but I, I have, uh, um, I have a respect for uh, the guy PDR Peterson, uh, out there who does his, his own brand of PDR, which isn't the same way that I do it or you do it, Mike. Um, he, his might be considered more of a rapid repair style with all due respect to him. A lot of, a lot of PDR guys give him crap, but, I, I say I have respect for him because he is transparent about what he's doing. The the material that he puts out there, he shows it. He shows it. You see the flaws in the work or or whatever the end result is. And he is communicating his his style of PDR as the way he sees it. Okay. Um, my customers would never use him. And his customers, nor his customers, use me because I would just be too high. My 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 work is is too factory. I those kind of customers, they hang up on me when I start talking. I, it's happened, you know. So so I think that this is the age of transparency. It is. That's not what I think. It's the reality. And that book is is the, the well, example. You, you, the re, and the reason why PDR Peterson's let's just say, I mean, and that, and, and listen, it has nothing to do with this work. I mean, honestly, you could be the best PDR tech in the whole freaking world. I mean, you, you could be a Bryce Kelly that doesn't like, that isn't on YouTube, but it don't matter, man. If you, if you don't put yourself out there, you ain't going to be seen. You ain't going to be mentioned. If you ain't seen, you ain't mentioned. Right. And, right. uh, and that's the crazy thing. Like, it, we are we aren't doing enough of our own to to go out there and push uh, the the values of of what our services are about uh, and the business model. What kind of business model are you putting out there? That's that's the main thing. You know, what does your website look? What does your message say on your website? What is your what is your um, your social media say? Your business, all, all that stuff. But it's all gonna align in, in that way. And who cares? Like some people are like, hey, they have forty dollar dent repairs and they're advertising. Well. They're doing a great job doing that. That's their business model. But what is yours? You know? Everyone is not your customer. And that's we'll right. Leave, we'll leave it at that. You know, so we, so we communicate to the people. We, we want to show our, our brand to the people that love us, that love our work and whatever that may be. So whether it's high level or if it's run of the mill or just rapid PDRs, if that's if that's what you want to do. And there's no wrong answer because you're serving needs. Right.
Okay, so um, how should we be pricing these repairs then? I think you kind of touched on that already when you explained uh, you start at, what was it, 195 and then? 195, yeah. Okay. When I'm usually at between 195 and 250 for a rapid PR repair. How do you come up and with that number, with those numbers? Be, well, I, I, I just figure I'm there 10 minutes, mm. right? Travel time, my technician getting there, doing it. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I, I've got to make, you know, I've got to at least make it. And we do a dorting that takes longer than that on average 15 minutes, right? For 150, yeah. $55, you know? Yeah. Um, so I want to, and generally the dent, see, it's crazy is that in the customer's mind, a big dent should cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So they, and they're, they're already set that, man, you can actually pull that dent out for $195 and it's going to look at least 50% better. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. But I'm not obligated to go option number two. Absolutely. Let's do it. They're curious to see what it's going to look like. So they're locked in. So I, I but to answer your question, yes, I, 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 my minimum is 195 to 250. How did I come up with that price? Because it's just literally, I, I don't have a, I, I don't have a formula of, like, of what that was. I'm Joe. I raised it $45 because I was, or $50 because I was at no $45. I was at 150 for those type of repairs. Yeah. To about two 200. So okay. now it's 195 to 250. Okay. So, so kind of like the. Uh... The question I asked you about, you know, the the end result of the work, does it? I asked you if it uh, uh, kind of uh, misrepresents your brand. Do you feel like the price, showing that price of attaching one ninety five two fifty for for a big old dent like this that you just popped out? Do you feel like that could conflict with your pricing when you're asking for fifteen hundred plus for a no. for a big collision repair it doesn't because honestly we feel joe john tim me we're almost happy that they want to do the first fast repair because listen gentlemen i mean i'm making more money and in, in 10 minutes than i am in a 1500 repair that i'm gonna spend all day on or two days on okay maybe it maybe more so i know some of you guys get 2300 you make an insurance claim fine i mean that's that's great. You're still spending time on the vehicle, right? So I'm not saying go the cheap route all the time. I'm just saying I'm happy that they choose number one. I'm making more money quicker yeah. and faster. So yeah. and and they're they're happy. Is look as long as they're happy, we're happy. I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah. I think you just have to be open-minded. Now, if they say I want to go option number two, well then. What option are we doing? Are they paying out of pocket or they're going to claim? They know they have those options to go. So yeah. that's the crazy thing. It's all their choice, right? And I'm not, yeah. it's not affecting my business model. It's not affecting my reputation. Yeah. I'm as long as I'm clear, I think it like that's that's how it's going. That's how my take is on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is good, Mike. I appreciate your honesty. And I think uh, I hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot like that because I yeah, ask these yeah. questions because I, this is stuff that I struggle with, and and I know it's stuff that uh, you know our our buddies struggle with as well. Some of them, you know. But uh, okay, so um, when do we say no to a rapid repair? When when you know what are the pitfalls to avoid when taking on rapid repairs? Well, you could pull paint. I mean that that does happen. 
I mean, a lot of people don't think that, well, not a lot of people, but some people think that, you know, a cold glue is the savior and, and it doesn't pull paint. It, dude, you set, you prepped that panel well enough. And you, yeah. you, you're, that thing will just pull really hard. It, so you can't pull paint if you know. I think that's just, and, and the customer's expectations, but usually, I'll, usually that's on the communication of, of the technician or myself or, um, or if the customers sometimes just they're just they know that they that they their expectations was was it was clear right. and sometimes you do have once in a while some of those people are like well oh i thought it was going to be much better is that what 50% yeah. looks like yeah. you know i can almost smell those people before i even start though and so can my technicians yeah. because we've done yeah. enough of them right and the absolutely. personality of those so absolutely yeah, yeah. no you you pretty much covered our list of pitfalls that, uh, and, and maybe you can put the, the pitfalls on, on the show notes, um, Mike, cause it says precisely that, you know, uh, one of those is to avoid one of the pitfalls is literally the price buyer. You know, this prospect is win lose, meaning they will win at your expense. They only care about price and any price is too high. The risk here is as as it pertains to rapid repairs is that they may nitpick the imperfect end result, leading to a dissatisfied customer and a miserable experience for the service provider. If it's not win-win, then no deal. You don't have to take that deal. That's right. Yeah, you, you don't. That's that's right. And I think that's part of being a, biz, uh, a smart businessman or woman uh, in, in recognizing you can't be greedy guys, ladies and gentlemen, either. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the wrong way to determine it. Like I said, uh, we make a pretty good profit off of just the option. Number one of rapid PR repairs, the one ninety fives. Okay. Um, I, but it also can turn into a claim. It can turn into an out of pocket pay, big pay. Um, yeah. it's just, you, 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 the, I, the communications is super, super important and you'll, you'll do well and you're, and you won't sacrifice, you know, your reputation or your business model. I think that's how you got to really set it up to, to think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Aaron from Dentless Perth says the perfect repair customer in parentheses, $1,500 is a totally different customer than the $195 rapid PDR customer. You will rare, very rarely convince the cheap customer to the full repair. Better to do the, the rapid PDR and make them happy and take their money than send them to your competition and lose them forever. Business don't run on only the perfect customer. Just have to educate first. Uh, that's a good point, Aaron. And I'm so glad you said that because I'm on the other end of the spectrum on that with you because, uh, you know, I, I go for the perfect customers and I kind of, I can afford to, because I'm just one little guy. I don't have, I don't have guys working for me. I'm not trying to grow my business intentionally that way. I, I literally am just one guy. So I can be very selective about the, the, the work I do. That being said, um, there is, you know, I don't want to be a, a dense snob necessarily, you know, but I want to deal with win-win. And I, I tend to feel like the win-wins for me, are the ones who really love that the highest quality of work. But again, like I said earlier, you know, this, this conversation is specifically so I can better wrap my head around that, that time when that 
customer comes to me straight off of Google and they've got that cave in dent that looks like it could come out relatively easy. They're not picky. I want to still serve their needs, but I want to do it again as a win-win. And I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record here, but I, I want to make sure it's a win-win and I don't want to misrepresent my brand by doing a so-so repair. So it has no, to be I get it. standards, you know, but I, I, I think I would ultimately rather take on the job than I shouldn't say ultimately, but I, yes, I'm with you, Aaron. I would, I would like to get that job than to send it down the road to, to mine on my cheap competitors. But at the same time, you know, I don't feel like you lose them forever, you know, because I have had at the same time, I've had a lot of their customers come to me later on after they, sent me a text back in 2017 with saying how much for this dent. And I, they ghosted me when I told them how much, right. They never heard from them again. And guess what? 2021 comes along or whenever, you know, here recently, they come back to me again saying how much for this dent. And the difference is, is they, I see in their, our past text history that they ended up ghosting me. I find out, I start asking a little questions, you know, I find out they did go to the other guy. They weren't happy with his work. And they came to me. So and, let me, and let now me ask you this. For life. Joe, do you feel like this podcast or you know this conversation between you and myself and, and the listeners here and viewers watching? How do you feel now about rap rapid PR? Does it change does, has it changed any of your views about it at all? Like uh, would you be thinking about mm. maybe offering it more? Because I guess it comes down to that part too as well, Joe. Like the customer, you don't know if that's a lease return or if it's if they're a low budget person customer or you know what I mean. Like, are you yeah. saying that like most of the time you just like if they don't do the you know the the full high quality expectations, you just let them go? Is it, how do you deal with that? No, uh, yeah, because it, it does sting letting them go. You know, it, it on a slow week, it really stings. It feels like uh, you know maybe the world doesn't need PDR by Dan Evo. You know. Because in my area, there's a lot of price shoppers, you know, and there's a lot of guys, PDR guys who are, are that's their, that's their MO. That's what they do is cheap dent repair, you know, and I, I'm enough about them. It, it's about being really um, specialized in my, my niche. I know okay. what my, what my brand is and staying within those guidelines. So to answer your question, you know, it, what has my mind changed? Um, it's confirmed some things that I already felt. And in some ways, it's also given me some insight to how I want to present that. And, and where I'm at right now, Mike, is like, I think I don't think I would advertise uh, those those types of repairs. Um, but I might consider making a video showing like like that Audi there. Dare I say it that I pop that out sometimes very rarely. But sometimes that does happen. It does pop out, in which case we're still going to charge. We, then we're going to measure out what's left. And, and then we're going to charge. We're going to charge you for the rapid repair. But we're going to charge. If you want the what's left done, it's going to be X amount. I, uh, I think we all can actually, if you make create video, look, you can create videos, right? Of the type of content that you want your customer, your ideal customer to have. Look at Bryce Kelly. He's doing train wrecks, right? But he he knows he's going after that business model of that type of customer. Now they're making claims and whatnot. And I just watched yeah. their Ginger Bros thing too as well. 
That's his business model, man. Everyone has to have, you have to be, look, look, everybody, you have to be very concise about who your customer is. You cannot say, okay, I want all these customers. And rapid, to me personally, Joe, rapid PDR repair isn't doing that, okay? It's yeah. still going, I'm still attracting my business model customer, but those customers that come in, show me these big dents. And half of them are on cheap ass cars. You know, they're not very, you know, Hondas, Toyotas, you know, the light cars. So mm -hmm. that rapid PR repair fits still in my business model. Right. So my avatar is a customer that cares about high quality and that yeah. wants paintless dent repair and done right for the most part, but actually, you know, that, that has a budget as well. So yeah. I can fit in there, but I'm not going, I'm not looking for Craigslist uh, customers or the cheap right. people. So, and, and right. I advertise Normal. on my Instagram or social media and my, most of the, my, my photos or my videos have a price range on them. Yeah. So, right. You know. Yeah, I agree. And so do I, and, and, you know, back to what you had asked me, you know, I, the video, if I do end up making something like that, it's more going to be so that I can better explain and show in graphic detail what I mean when I, when that subject comes up with a prospect, I'm not going to be plugging that or advertising. Hey, we do rapid repairs, <laughs> you know, know, know. Yeah. I, you know what, but it's more of a tool. And that being said, I follow more of the Paul Corden style, which is what he calls it. Or I shouldn't, I shouldn't quote him. It's known in sales as a takeaway close. I don't know for sure if Paul calls it that, but like you basically you, you, and this is one of the pitfalls uh, in our, in our list is the number one pitfall is failing to slow down the assessment and estimation process. That is the, you know, John Scotto mentioned something in, in the comments earlier about somebody in particular uh, lowering the value of PDR. I'll tell you what lowers the value of PDR, guys. It is failing to slow down that uh, the estimation process because we're all in such a hurry. Why do we have I to agree. be in such a hurry? I agree. And I agree. why are so many guys in such a hurry? It's because they're not charging enough. Why are they not charging enough? Well, there's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic for another time. But one of the reasons is because they don't slow down the process. They don't give themselves the luxury and their prospect the luxury of knowing what this full damage should cost on the highest level of a repair. We should always start there before just resorting to, to you know, pulling a number out of the air or say, oh, this is a rapid repair. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. I think this is it's a really good topic that we had. Um, are we are we are we going through here? Are we ready for tech tip or what else do we got here? OK, Closing so, there. OK, we'll move it forward because I know this this hour and 20 minutes has moved quickly, my friend. So so I'm going to quickly summarize the pitfalls. And again, you can put the pitfalls. You might want to uh, change the. Do you have the uh, rapid repair pitfalls to avoid uh, screenshot there, Mike? I do. Yeah, you have that available? Bring that up if you can, please. And and then uh, so uh, the next one would be not clarifying the parameters of the repair and customer expectations enough beforehand. We've talked about this. Make sure you and your customer are on the same page. That's number one. They'll be happy you did. And so will you. We got to clarify. And uh, not asking enough questions. It seems it seems self-explanatory. Uh, yeah, you've got the. Uh, I don't have that. Repair. You know what? I don't. I don't have, I, I don't okay. have it. Sorry, dude. Okay. So. That's okay, man. It's okay. I, I texted it to you, and I, I think you had put it on last week on the show notes. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yeah. yeah. So if you yeah. want to add that, uh, 
you know, and I'll just go through these really quickly, you know, so we can save time. But, you know, again, uh, you know, make sure to ask enough questions to that prospect before you just pull the trigger on a on a uh, rapid repair. Uh, leading the witness, it's called uh, don't try and talk your prospect into a rapid repair just because you're too pressed for time, afraid to lose the opportunity or are simply not equipped to do it right. Uh, we talked about the price buyer. You know, that prospect is win-lose. We want a win-win situation. Run away if that guy, if that price buyer comes. And, and that's no reason to do a rapid repair, in my in my opinion. We should be educating them. And uh, and then if after, you know, they know the full value of a, a traditional PDR repair and they still want to opt for that, you know, but they're going to have to. Uh, uh, it's just tough dealing with somebody who who is just looking for the lowest price. I let those guys. I know that. Bug I do not get telling your tone of voice. That bugs the shit out of you, dude. It does. Well, it, <laughs> I, it does, I, man. I, and I, 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 but Joe, I really feel like, man, I mean, you have, I honestly, I personally feel like you have an opportunity to give them that second option, dude. To turn you know? them around. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes. I really do. Cause you have, you have that power to do that, dude. Like, you are so concise about the way you want it done. I think that you just honestly, I feel like you are missing some good opportunities to to upsell I, them, dude. I disagree, bro. I disagree because it, you know, again, my lowest discounted price. I'm not just give, I'm not giving discounted prices. I'm I'm yeah. giving them the full price, and then we could talk about ways we could, you know, you know, cut some corners here or there if they if that's their their mindset, you know, uh, but I always start with a high and heavy Paul Corden style uh, estimate first. And, and that, you know, if, if they don't want that kind of repair in, you know, we can talk about again, like the needs of, you know, if, but if their need is just to find the lowest price guy, I, I, I just assume stay away from that, that opportunity, yeah. Mike. Yeah. And again, I can afford to, because I don't have a crew of guys, you know, you know, working, you know, so. Yeah, I yeah, we, we get it. Like Joe, boy, this is a great topic, dude. I, I listen, everybody's got stuff like here. Um, yeah. I didn't see this all of a sudden. So, brick and mortar, yes, I, I, yeah, I agree with uh, Scotto. Jack, I agree with you too, as well. There's a thing that says never, no, never renegotiate against yourself. So, when you say a price, you don't, if you don't get a response, you don't back up and start saying lower prices. I mean, why would you do that? Right. Like, yeah. Never renegotiate against yourself. So, um, good point, Jack. They hate shoppers. Yeah. Cole Fox is, you know, and, and we're, we're talking another heavy hitter right here, dude, that does, you know, some really good business too, Cole Fox, but Hey, welcome dude. About time you joined dude. So, um, uh, Let's move on. Can we do your tech tip? Are we finished, dude, or what, dude? No, we, we got a few more, and I'll okay. just I'll read them. I'll go real quick. Performing okay. a rapid repair for a third party. Uh, sometimes you're dealing with a body shop or a detail business or a dealership, and they're asking you to just pop it out. Make sure that the client, uh, the owner of the car, understands the parameters of the repair beforehand. Mm -hmm. Again, these are pitfalls to avoid. It is like uh, Jack mentioned. Uh, it's a slippery slope. Uh, then uh, next point is the damage is still there. The majority of the damage will pop out, but there's still significant and noticeable damage remaining. Remember, you are putting your stamp on this repair. What precedent are we setting for our brand and our reputation if despite the improvement, 
there is still significant and noticeable damage. We kind of talked about that already. So, and then lastly, it's win, lose, lose, win, lose, lose. That's a pitfall to avoid. Simply, we want to avoid any transaction that is not win-win. And and again, I I, I guess some people want to take on different opportunities. That's fine. It's it's our, it's our businesses, and we can run them the way we want. But PDR, when performed correctly, even when not perfect, okay, there is that the improvement repairs is always the best possible and most valuable option. Remember, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Some customers just aren't as picky as others and therefore may not need nor wish to pay for all the bells and whistles. It all boils down to finding out and clarifying their needs and then determining if your solution is the best fit for serving those needs. There is no reason why both the customer and the service provider can't each get what they want. That's right. I think this is a... Boy, Joe, this is, I have to say, man, yeah, yeah. Uh, props to you, dog. Good job on this uh, segment here. I mean, you put this well, put this together. You came, you came slugging on this one, man. Like this oh, is a I, great, good job. And and you and I still had our per different perspectives on this. People, you can hear that they, these guys have different perspectives yeah, on theirs. I, sure. I think it gives insight to how they want to run their business model and if they do or don't want to go that route. But yeah. And and props to you too as well for sticking to your guns. Thank you, thank you. You know, I and I'm I bring you, know, you over to the dark side, dude. You know what I mean. Oh, so, but you on. have, you have. Uh, I tried my best. I said, uh, you have a great uh, value, yeah, value like in what you do, dude. So, um, thank you. I appreciate appreciate it. that, dude. Okay. Well, thank so. you, bro. And there's there's plenty of times where I've been the starving artist too. So just just to add a little bit of balance there, you know. So we'll move uh, on with this thing. I appreciate you guys hanging out and uh, adding your feedback. I I'll be thinking about this, you know, because that's at the end of the day we can we can we don't have to stick to any one ideal. That's what's great about being an entrepreneur is we can change our mind and we can experiment and add different different things you know according yeah, yeah. But that's what these discussions uh, are for cole you can watch you can watch this on uh itunes that are i uh, they call it pod podcast now apple podcast uh, podbean youtube so it's actually live right now uh, over there streaming too as well so let's get to the tech tip i knew you guys were hanging in there so we appreciate that and uh, let us know what you do these things in the comments after they're during the video when you watch it so that really helps us too and appreciate all the love and likes too if you haven't done so already please smash that like button and here we go with the tech tip dude so this is pretty interesting some of you guys might have seen this before but this does bring up a really good something here so good job let's here we go Mike, oh, I didn't play it right. Oh, sorry. It made a little slot. Love the music, dude. Oh, thanks, man. That's pretty cool, dude. Nice and discreet. 
good repair. Great repair, Thank Axel. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's tiny. You know, that's the kind of customers that find me, though, are the super picky, meticulous people. And this is an example of, you know, that was like a 2014 Suburban. You know, you wouldn't think that that owner of that car would pay for a repair like that, of that level. But they're there, you guys, you know, and because I deal with them. That's what I'm dealing with when I say no to the, the price shoppers. So, but anyway, this was a, just a little tech tip I wanted to uh I wanted to send out there. I'm sure a lot of you guys already know how to do that, but uh, for those who who hadn't seen that, it's a it's a great option uh, to avoid chewing up the seam sealer that that glue That's what that they put from the factory. Yes, and uh, you know, um, I actually learned that from another technician named Wally Inskeep, and he is from uh, Columbia Dent Company in Missouri. And, oh yeah, uh, I know Wally. Yeah, Wally's a really good. He's coming to the Mega Media event, actually. Yeah. Oh, cool, man! Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Wally's good, man. He he showed me that a few years back on a forum. So, uh, I've I've used it several times, and this was a pretty benign little dent. But I hope you guys can uh, take that with you and and you know be able to apply it if where it applies. Uh, and notice that the cut that I made with that razor it was diagonal and upward. And the benefit of doing it that way is that you know, it just it just leaves it a little less susceptible to moisture finding its way down in between the the two materials. So there you go. Everyone's everyone's like, likes it, dude. So that's cool, man. So uh, yeah, Cole says never seen this in twenty three years. <laughs> really cool. I didn't know you. Yeah, I thought you saw that. So yeah, that's pretty right clever, dude. It's cool, 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 uh, cool credit to Wally, and thanks for sharing that, Joe. You're welcome. Fun. You're welcome. Yeah. And, and that leads me into a few questions I have real quick. I'll make this brief. I know everybody's got to go. Um, Mike, do you know of any of these edge tools? Like that's the, the one I was using is the edge jack. By, yeah, by I love Shane. it, dude. I use that With, a lot. Yeah, I love it too. With the little uh, mini lifter. Um, and then I've got, you know, the one that a lot of us have is this, uh, I think it's B&D tools, edge tool. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I added a little pinpoint thing right there. So, and it fit right in the, the hole of the bolt, the little hex. Uh, oh, yeah. There. So, yeah. Um, and that helps. But I'll tell you, man, I, I maybe they make this already, but I would like to see compound leverage. This is a little challenge for the, the tool manufacturers out there. Maybe you guys can do something with compound leverage, meaning that uh, I'll give you an example of compound leverage some of you guys already know like these are tin snips these are for cutting metal and obviously cutting sheet metal oh you mean like it's bring you loaded okay. it it gives you leverage the two the, the the four different levers there combined multiplies the amount of pressure oh, that you oh. can put so you're putting oh. less pressure there if we could do that with something like this and this is the, the first generation of it. I, uh, what I understand now is they have these big ones with gigantic, you know, uh, levers. It, you know, it would be a lot and pretty simple to put compound leverage on these or even on our mini lifters. Yeah. On, on, to have yeah. a, a little comp. Yeah. In, this, in, in some cases, like, in a way, this already uses that compound leverage because it, it actually 
transfers energy through two two different pivot points. So you notice you don't have to do as much pulling with this as you do or squeezing as you do with right. this. Right, I get right? that. Yeah, because that, that takes a lot of pressure, you're right. It does. So. But if we if we added another level of, of compound leverage on on these and, and this can go apply to edges, go apply to this tool. Somebody somebody's uh, probably gonna watch this. Somebody, I that. hope somebody does it, man, because yeah. uh, I mean we can even go so far as um like you know like the the big the pogo sticks and like yeah. uh, the mantis and and you know or, or even when you think about like collision pools where you're strapping a chain to the damn thing and like that's pretty violent and archaic is it not it, it is it's dangerous because i've fallen back a couple times dude I mean, so yeah well <laughs> it's know? a great option it's a great yeah. option and it's awesome to see and i love it i love the progress but the next level to me would be compound leverage so tool manufacturers if you're listening you know it's something to think about and i'm, I'm so uh glad to talk about it because that that i built a prop <laughs> dude you're okay i'm going full nerd now mike so this is an example right <laughs> you freaking joe you can't you're like even preparing your yeah go ahead too. okay so imagine you see how that works uh yeah yeah you see and i mean this is a ridiculous five-year-old's prop pretty much here but the idea <laughs> is there we could pull and push with a lot less pressure, with a lot less, you know, uh, wrist and, and, and strength, pushing strength. Yeah, we, do, it, yeah. we add compound leverage to our tools. So, Yo, what, what'd you uh, smoke, dude? What'd you smoke? I, lately? You don't want to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's freaking awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Listen. We're trying to go for a record here, man. This is like everybody's cup jacket. This is wild. Ha ha, dude. So, Joe, I have to say, you guys probably know this. You probably agree, dude. This is Joe's best. He produced this uh, this podcast right here. He did this segment here. So props to you, Joe. I, this is a, a really well-organized, well-put-together uh, podcast here. This this is probably by far the fastest hour and 37 minutes I've ever uh, been on, dude. So this is awesome. Thank you for, for, for doing this. Put this together. Absolutely. Lady, My ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys' uh, follow. We're going to end this podcast right right now. Uh, next week, we're going to have next week, the following two weeks, we're going to do another one in two weeks. We're going to have a contest. We're going to give away some tools. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, and we're going to talk about the, uh, you know, it's final days, ladies and gentlemen, April 28th, 29th, the mega media event. Please get your ticket. You have, you have payment plans. If you want to go uh, to get in there in the budget Remember, if you want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. So don't give yourself excuses. Do it. Help yourself. Okay. Um, and Anson's open house too is the following day after Saturday. So if you want to do IMI too, you might want to think about going killing two birds with one stone as well on that. So three birds with one stone. We'll talk to you guys later. Let us know what you guys think in the comment. Don't forget to smash the likes. All right. Joe is MVP. All right. Stay away from them Thank gummy you. bears. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. All right. All I'll right. do that. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging in there. And thank you for all your feedback and, and comments. Uh, we really appreciate it. Take care. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Take care. See ya.